This is Tort Talk with Terrence A. Gross, a board-certified personal injury lawyer. Welcome back, and thank you so much for listening to these episodes of Tort Talk. We're thrilled to be able to bring you every single week a new legal issue that you really should know more about. And this impacts not just the people in the state of Florida, uh, where my wonderful guest Terrence Gross of Gross & Schuster actually practices law, but it can affect the rest of you in the country too. So let's talk about some interesting things that affect you legally. Terrence, thank you so much for joining me one more time in this studio, and hopefully a lot more times actually. Hope so. I hope so too. So let's talk about gross versus net. Now, I know this sounds like a stupid question. Well, let's say we have two different law firms and they settle a case for the same amount. Hypothetically, for the same client. So, does the client get the same net proceeds? Does it all bundle in together or is it like split? How does it work? Well, it's funny because I always joke about my name. My name is Gross, but I always look at my clients and I say, my name is Gross, but I'm all about the net. And I don't, our law firm, we do concentrate on that, Paul. Um, I do believe this, and I, I'm just not tooting my own horn or beating my chest, but I do believe that if you went to XYZ Law Firm and you settle your case for 100000 and you go to our firm and we settle the same case, for 100000 I truly believe in my heart that you will net, you'll walk away with more money. How can that be? Uh, there, it's a long process, but part of it is this, is we continually keep our eye on the medical bills in these cases. They can get up there and up there and up there, and sometimes we may demand the limits of the case, which could be 100000 sooner than most law firms because we are following these medical bills. And if the person's getting a lot of epidurals, if they have a surgical procedure, we will immediately demand those limits as quickly as possible. So the sooner you demand, the more money the client's going to make uh, on a case because it just means you're cutting off the medical bills at that time. Uh, that's part of it. The other part is we have paralegals in our law office that all they do are medical bills. They do nothing else. They don't write memos. They don't uh, see clients. They don't go to court. They don't do research. They do medical bills. And by doing that, they are experts in subrogation. We They know about CPT codes and the filing. So what we do is we go back and we actually do the job for hospitals and doctors. Maybe they didn't bill correctly and we have to rebuild their bills so that they get paid and there's further write-offs. We got to make sure they wrote off because if you get paid by Medicare, Medicare, TRICARE, all of them have draconian fee guidelines that are write-offs. So the doctor may bill 5000 but if they take a thousand from Medicare, they have to write off four thousand dollars, <laughs> and sometimes they're not really quick to do that, or they are reluctant. So we help them do that and reaccent it. We make sure no fault exhausts and pays their full ten thousand. Uh, the more they pay, the more my client gets. And then at the very end, let's pretend the MRI center is owed sixteen fifty of their bill. Do we pay them sixteen fifty? No. We go back and we negotiate with them. Everything is negotiable in this business, and many times they'll be happy to take 800. Hmm. Uh, so there's just a lot of little secret 
tricks in the trade, but it, it takes a, lo- a, a long process. Uh, I actually have another paralegal that I call my closer, like in baseball. She comes in at like the ninth inning when we settle mm-hmm. the case, and she goes over every bill to make sure it's been billed correctly and paid correctly and written off correctly, another set of eyes, and all this increases the net recovery of the client. One last secret ingredient. Okay. And other lawyers are not going to like to hear this. Okay. I, I, I like things that upset other people. I worked talk radio for a decade. This will upset other lawyers. At Gross and Schuster, we routinely compromise our bills. How do you mean compromise bills? Well, our, I'm sorry, our bill. Oh, your bill. Oh, our I see. Bill, okay. Our fees. What we do is we take a look at it. And if we don't think our client's getting a fair shake, then we on our own, will voluntarily decrease our fee because we want our clients to do well. I don't want to make more money on the case than my client's getting. It just doesn't Mm. sound fair. Lawyers back in 1986 in Florida were limited uh, in their attorney's fees. One-third if we can settle and 40% if we sue. Uh, I've never charged 40%. It's in my contract. But at the end of the case, I've never charged a single client in 43 years, 40%. Hmm. It's there, but I've never done it. And I compromise routinely very few times. I can count on one hand the times my clients have asked me to reduce my fees. Most wow. people don't. They just they know it's a contract. They signed it. They know they have to pay it. And they're surprised when I say, you know what? My fees are 40%, but I'm only going to charge 35%. That will save you $6,000. And they go, wow, Mr. Gross. But that's our secret sauce. That's why people keep on coming back to us. So that's another reason why a client may net more using our law firm. Well, it's an interesting way of looking at it because I think so many people think of uh, going to a lawyer almost like a one-time thing. Like, oh, you helped me out with this. Toodles. I'm gone forever. But you're talking about a client. You're ta- it's not just a customer. It's a person who walked into Best Buy and bought a TV and then left forever. This is a client. This is somebody that you want to continue serving. So it's a smart thing. If you help this person in that way, they know that you're upstanding. They know that they can trust you. They know that this is a lawyer that is going to help me in the future when I will inevitably need a lawyer again for something. Uh, you know, that's just smart customer service. So is that then is it kind of a lack of customer service, personalization, caring about the client that other law and I don't I'm not asking you to throw anybody under the bus at all, but a law firm that wouldn't, as we said earlier with this question that I asked you, a law firm that won't get the same amount, that won't go these extra lengths to help negotiate these bills is this just a failing in customer service or is this a duty that you think that lawyers should have acting this way? And some do and some don't. I, I don't know the inner workings, but I just know that I bet you a lot of lawyers don't compromise their fees mm. uh, and so forth. And we just, uh, Mr. Schuster and I did it routinely. And, uh, you know, again, we just leave meat on the bone, but also we don't have any billboards. Mm-hmm. So how can you be a personal injury lawyer without billboards? How can you be a personal injury lawyer? We have no TV uh, ads. You cannot find us on the TV. But then how are we successful? People look at it. How are you doing this? But it's like a restaurant. If you went to a restaurant mm-hmm. and you got bad service, huh. 
and the bill was a little bit higher than you thought it was, mm-hmm. and maybe your food wasn't as good. Do you go back? Yeah. Do you send your neighbor there? No. So even though if if Paul, if you used us and you had this accident, it was a good result. Maybe you never need us again. Maybe you're lucky enough never to have a car wreck, and we are one and done. But your next door neighbor may have a wreck. Right. And he's go, Paul, you had a wreck. I remember a couple years ago, you had a lawyer. Did you like it? Oh, yes, it was Terrence Gross. And he, oh, you love this guy. And our word of mouth is off the off the chain. And oh, if you yeah. look at Google, if you look at our reviews, and just the old-fashioned. So we do it the old-fashioned way. And these younger lawyers that are advertising all over the place, they marvel, how, come, how are you doing it? Well, uh, I've been doing this for 43 years. Right. This is my community. Uh, and we deal with... Uh, people that way. Uh, my sons invented this thing, not me. You, you know my two sons. You mm-hmm. met them. Yeah, yeah. And they have. We have a motto on our webpage. It's our family, protecting yours. And we really believe that. Now that's a, okay. This is going to be the advertiser, marketing, you know, copywriting guy <clears throat> in me coming out with this. Um, this is such an important. I don't want to say t- it's not a tactic. It, it's it's a, a a way of being. It's a way of doing business, uh, which is the building of trust, which is this thing that an advertisement doesn't do. And an, an advertisement can convey a feeling or a thought, and it can get people maybe to the door or to the website, but it will never take the place of that personal, the relationship that you build. And you're relying on my relationship with other people. And my relationships with them then can steer people to you and they trust me. Building trust is something that, you know, and I see a lot of tactics that a lot of local lawyers use and and national lawyers use of, hey, I'm going to do TikTok videos. Well, that's great. Are you building trust with clients? And the answer is oftentimes no. But that kind of thing, the, the, the nitty gritty of, yeah, you take care of me with that contract. You honor your word and you go beyond and you negotiate bills down. You don't take the full 40%. That's the kind of thing that's going to get me to preach every street corner about you. And that's what we do. And and it's just, it's no secret sauce. Uh, but again, the reviews speak. So a lot of these advertising lawyers, if you take a look, uh, when you do the reviews, you know, they, they got a four, two, four, six, whatever it may be. And you'll see a bunch of bad re- reviews. I use this law firm for two years and never talked to a lawyer. Mm. Some of these common themes right. that come over with us, we're always available. Uh, you know, we love meeting our clients. Um, you know, COVID really hurt that, you know, we oh. started doing uh, remote uh, interviews and telephone interviews and zoom interviews. I love face to face. That's fantastic. Well, hey, before we get to the end and you give us your contact information, all that, um, because I'm going to bend your ear about this as much as possible, are there more tactics that you can give us for you know getting more net proceeds on a claim? I think we discussed them all. I mean, pretty much it's the combination of all above watching the medical bills, trying to settle as quick as possible before the medical bills get too high. If you can, you don't always have the choice and then compromising the medical bills and compromising the attorney's fees. We do all of the above. Makes perfect sense. How can people get a hold of you? Uh, in, in the Pensacola area, it would be 850-434-3333 or visit us on the web at grossandschuster.com. Thank you so much, Terrence, for joining me this week. Now, listen, folks, next week, our episode is going to be about certifications. So do you want to know that the lawyer that you are hiring 
is somebody that you should be hiring? Well, we'll talk about certifications and the kind of things you should be looking for in a lawyer next week right here on Tort Talk. Thanks, Terrence. Thank you.